All right, you may be seated. It is wonderful to have all of you here worshiping with us at Byfield Parish today. My name is Brent Fugate. I'm the senior pastor here. Throughout this summer, we've been going through a series focused on Jesus, who he is, what he does for us. And there are three main roles established in the Old Testament that Jesus fulfills in the new. Last week, we talked about Jesus' prophetic role. This week, we are going to turn our attention to Jesus' priestly role. Next week, we will focus on his role as king. Talking about Jesus being a priest in our present culture is tricky. This is especially the case in the Boston area where the historical footprint of the Catholic Church is so extensive. Many of you grew up in Catholic churches, and for some of you, that means that you have a lot of affection and a lot of respect for priests. And for others of you, the feelings are more negative. In any case, there is kind of a lot of a lot of awkwardness. If you were to run into a priest, you probably wouldn't quite know how to handle yourself. It's kind of like, I don't know if any of you have had this experience recently, but if you run into the parent of a childhood friend, do you guys ever have this experience? And you kind of don't know how to interact with them and you kind of revert to your eight-year-old self. And it's like, do I call them Mr. Jones? Do I call them Keith? Do I treat them as an equal? Do I defer to respect? Maybe you grow out of that at some point, I don't know. The weird and conflicted feelings people have about priests is a good reason for us to seek a fuller knowledge of Jesus' priestly role. Jesus being a priest doesn't connect with us as cleanly as it would have with those that were alive when the Bible was being written. They existed in a culture where the role of priest was very well understood. It is for this reason that the author of the book of Hebrews used the role of high priest to explain part of who Jesus was. He explained what he was doing on our behalf through this priestly role. Now, in doing so, he was building on a common understanding at the time and also on what the Old Testament had to say about why priests were necessary in the first place. Today, we are going to turn to Hebrews chapter 4 to better know what it means for us today that Jesus is our high priest. Our text will be projected on the wall behind me. You can also turn in your pew Bible to page 942. We're going to be reading from Hebrews chapter 4, starting in verse 14. And then we will continue through into chapter 5 through verse 6. So starting in Hebrews chapter 4, verse 14, page 943. Since then, we have a great high priest who has passed through the heavens, Jesus, the Son of God, let us hold fast our confession. 
For we do not have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but one who in every respect has been tempted as we are yet without sin. Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. For every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God to offer gifts and sacrifices for sins. He can deal gently with the ignorant and wayward since he himself is beset with weakness. Because of this, he is obligated to offer sacrifice for his own sins, just as he does for those of the people. And no one takes this honor for himself, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. So also Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest, but was appointed by him who said to him, you are my son. Today I have begotten you. As he says also in another place, you are a priest forever after the order of Melchizedek. Amen. The grass withers and the flowers fade, but the word of the Lord remains forever. To understand this passage of scripture and why it matters for us, we have to understand what the job of priest is supposed to be. This is an important role Jesus himself fills. He is appointed by God to do it. Not surprisingly, he does it well, which is a good thing. We need Jesus to act on our behalf as high priest. He is the intermediary between us and God. He's the only person that is capable of performing this task. Jesus calling by God to be our high priest and his competence in the role is the basis for our confidence in our relationship with God. Verse 1 of Hebrews 5 says, Every high priest chosen from among men is appointed to act on behalf of men in relation to God. The job of a priest is to be an intermediary between God and men and vice versa. There are many jobs where people act as intermediaries that are familiar to us. In normal life, an intermediary might be needed for the purpose of communication. Postal workers transport letters so that the person writing the letter doesn't have to cover the distance to deliver it themselves. Translators use their knowledge of multiple languages to be a bridge for communication. Teachers bring their students information the students need but lack the wherewithal to access themselves. Many intermediaries have specialized training that allow them to carry out the work they have been assigned. Whenever I pay someone to perform a service on my behalf, they are acting as an intermediary. Normally when I do this, it is because I lack the requisite skill. 
If I knew how to fix my own car, I wouldn't pay the mechanic to do it for me. I do not. So I am reliant on his skill. The work he performs is not for himself, it is for me. I just can't do it on my own. If I tried, there's a good chance my lack of skill would actually worsen the situation. Dangerous or unpleasant jobs often have intermediaries also. Do you know what I would, I would never do again if all of a sudden I was really wealthy? The thing I would never, I would never climb a ladder to clean my gutters again. I'd never do it. It's not that I'm incapable of climbing the ladder. It's not that I can't pull the muck and everything out of the gutters. It's that every time I climb that ladder, I think to myself, this is how I'm gonna die. This is the stupidest way to die. So I would gladly pay someone else to do that for me. Priests do a dangerous job in which specialized training is required to act as an intermediary for communication between God and man. In the Old Testament, there were multiple times where the danger of being a priest was borne out. In Leviticus 10, Nadab and Abihu, the sons of Aaron, each took his censer and put fire in it and laid incense on it and offered unauthorized fire before the Lord, which he had not commanded them. And fire came out from before the Lord and consumed them, and they died before the Lord. God is not to be trifled with. His presence, being in his presence, is dangerous. For this reason, being a priest of God required skill. You wanted someone in the role that knew what they were doing. Accidents were an indication that God was not being taken seriously enough. Old Testament priests had a lot of training. Even priests in pagan temples were expected to know what they were doing. While danger and skill were two reasons a priest was needed as an intermediary. Neither of these was the main reason priests existed. A priest's main reason for existence was to bridge the gap between God and man. Priests carried information to God from people and from God to people. The need for a priest to act as an intermediary between God and man still exists. Modern people in the West would generally put priests in the same category we put kings in. We think of them as something that existed at one time that society, that society has realized is superfluous. Just as we can rule ourselves, we can go straight to God without a middleman. Priests and kings are both thought of 
as guys who are empowered and enrich themselves on fears that we've really just grown out of. It would seem odd, not just to Christians, but to most everyone in the modern world, to hear that they need a priest. Most people believe they can commune directly with God. This is a commonly expressed sentiment. Just go out in the woods and, and meet God there. They see no reason why this would be problematic. Ancient people would have been blown away by this type of belief. Think about what a person is assuming when they think they can approach God however they want, whenever they want. They're taking for granted that the creator of the universe is of no personal threat to themselves. The underlying assumption for this belief is that they are either good enough to stand in the presence of a being such as God is, or that they understand what God's goodness consists of so completely that they have no reason to worry. Neither one of these underlying assumptions fits with what the Bible has to say about us or God. God is good. But that doesn't mean he isn't dangerous. Interacting with God isn't something people can just do. We need an intermediary to come into God's presence on our behalf. The common belief priests are now pointless is a product of the results of Christianity being divorced from the truth that led to those results. Priests are thought of as unnecessary by the majority of people in the modern world because the Protestant message regarding priests has succeeded so spectacularly. Since the Reformation, Protestants have said, you don't need a person to be an intermediary between yourself and God. You can have a direct relationship with him. There is truth in this. Nobody needs me or any other person in the world today to act as an intermediary between themselves and God. What gets forgotten is why none of us needs a priest anymore. We don't need a priest because Jesus is the only high priest we need. He is the one who had the ability to do the dangerous work of being our intermediary. Jesus acts on behalf of men in relation to God. Jesus is the only one who can completely fill the role of priestly intermediary between humanity and God. He was appointed by God to be our ultimate high priest. This is not an insignificant detail. 
Verse 4 of today's text says, No one takes this honor for himself, talking about being a priest, but only when called by God, just as Aaron was. Being a priest is an honor. It is an exalted position. Priests have access to God that those who are not priests do not share. God determines who his priest will be. It's not something anyone can claim. A priest must be called by God. Even Christ did not exalt himself to be made a high priest. Jesus was called by God. He understood that claiming the role of priest for himself would be a denial of God's divine prerogative. In the early history of the United States, the men that were elected president, they never declared they were running for office. You know, now somebody will say, oh yeah, I want to be president in 2024. I'm starting my campaign today. That's not how it used to work. Behind the scenes, they would sometimes make clear that they wanted the job, but publicly, you were never supposed to say you wanted to be president. The belief was anyone arrogant enough to say they should be president was not someone you wanted to be president. If you weren't humble, you weren't a good fit for the job. Jesus didn't just act humble. He was humble. He recognized coming in to God's presence is a serious thing. Jesus takes God seriously. This humbleness is part of what makes Jesus the perfect high priest. Earlier in today's verses, two other reasons he's perfect for the job are given. The first is that Jesus is able to sympathize with our weakness. Jesus was a man. He had the same weaknesses that are common to all humanity. He got hungry, thirsty, and tired as we do. If he was sitting here, he'd probably be waving a sheet of paper in his earthly life. He felt anger and sadness. In every respect, he has been tempted as we are. Resisting the temptations of this world was not easy for Jesus. He had to resist the desire for power and the temptation to let his doubts control him. While Jesus can sympathize with us, he is also different from us. I don't actually want someone exactly like me serving as a priest on my behalf. I want someone better than me. This is similar to how I interact with any profession. I don't want my mechanic to be as good as I am at fixing cars. I want him to be immeasurably better. While I recognize it is unrealistic, I want my mechanic to be perfect. 
My need for a perfect priest is even more pronounced. If the mechanic I take my car to is imperfect, all it will cost me is time and money. When it comes to my relationship with God, the state of my soul hinges on the competence of my priest. Jesus is the perfect high priest for each of us. He knows what it is like for us in our struggles. When we come to him, he can be sympathetic. At the same time, he is not a victim of those same struggles. If I get stuck in the mud, I don't want somebody that's just going to think I'm an idiot. At the same time, I don't want somebody else trying to help me that is equally stuck. Jesus has sympathy for the human condition while also not being a victim of it. With Jesus as our priest, we can, with confidence, draw near to the throne of grace that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We have no basis for confidently approaching God apart from Jesus, our high priest. God is our holy creator. His power is unfathomable. A few weeks ago, I was sitting out at Salisbury Beach, and for a minute as I looked out of the water, I was just struck by the enormity of the ocean. It made me think about all the oceans in the world. That God made all of them. Every molecule of water. The only thing that can match his immense power is his perfection. As hard as it is for me to wrap my mind around God's power, his holiness is even more unfathomable. Pastor Sam Storms writes, the holiness of God only secondarily refers to his moral purity, his righteousness of character. It primarily points to his infinite otherness. To say that God is holy is to say that he is transcendently separate. Holiness is not one attribute among many. It is not like grace or power or knowledge or wrath. Everything about God is holy. Each attribute partakes of divine holiness. The separation between God and man is difficult to imagine. In relation to God, our power is insignificant. We can't extend our lives by a single day. Everything we do on our own turns to dust. Our holiness is non-existent. I cannot keep my thoughts pure for a single day. Each of us is subject to death as a result of our sin, but we cannot have confidence in ourselves. We can have confidence in Jesus, our intermediary. Drawing near to God's throne through Christ is not just what we can do, 
It is what we should do. The 16th verse of today's text doesn't just inform us of a possibility. It encourages us to act on the opportunity Jesus has made for us as our priests. It says, let us with confidence draw near to the throne of grace. We are being given a prescription. We are being encouraged to come to God's presence through Christ, our priestly intermediary, with confidence. He has done everything on our behalf. We needed him to do what we cannot do for ourselves he has done for us. Since we cannot come into God's presence, Jesus did so on our behalf, making the necessary sacrifice for our sins. Today, we have explored how Jesus is God's priest for us. The sacrifice he offers on our behalf is a topic for another sermon. In addition to offering the sacrifice that allows us to come confidently before God, he is the sacrifice. Through Jesus acting as our priest, we may receive mercy and find grace to help in our time of need. In our desperate estate, he made it possible for us to connect with God, who is the source of all that we need. All we have to do is recognize our need for an intermediary and turn to the only one who can fill that role, Jesus Christ. Jesus is our priest. He is the intermediary through which we have a relationship with God. We are not capable of coming to God's presence on our own. To think otherwise shows tremendous pride. It denies who God is. It ignores who we are. Jesus meets us where we are. He knows our imperfection. He is sympathetic to our failures. He is able to be our priest because he alone is perfectly without sin. As priest, he sacrificially offers himself on our behalf so that we can approach the throne of grace. At that throne, we will find our help in time of need. Through Jesus Christ, our priest, we can have confidence in our relationship with God. Let's pray. Dear Lord, we so often fall into the trap of thinking that if we just try a little harder, if we just push ourselves a little more, that we can come into your presence, Lord. Your word makes it clear to us that is not true. That we need an intermediary to act on our behalf, Lord. And I pray that we would recognize that. I pray that we would recognize that in an ongoing way. As we struggle, that we would continue to turn to Jesus, our high priest, who has made it possible for us to come with confidence before the throne of God. I ask all these things in Jesus' name.
Amen.